show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. I'm Gabriella Cruz. We are joined by 10-year NFL veteran and former Browns running back Leroy Horde. Here's part two of our interview. The great Leroy Horde. We've had some amazing um, guests and I've had some awesome teammates through the years. And again, I there he's talking about me yelling and being opinionated. And look at how he's glowingly saying that because it's result-oriented. Why the hell in my personal life does every single non-football person just get bent out of shape when you're confronted with the facts? It, it, it's You know what? It's one of the hardest transitions to make in life, right? Because we can't go at people like that in the real world. Oh, but I know, but and people got went at us like that, right? Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. It, it, was, it was crazy. I remember, so Hanford, I've told this story a thousand <laughs> times. And and I was a, a rookie, and you know what they say, rookie running backs, you can't get on the field unless you can pass protect, right? And I was like, I was blocking my ass off. <laughs> well, I knew I was going to get some playing time. So... I go into the game and I'm blocking. I'm blocking this big old defense. Oh, this, gosh. this linebacker. I'm blocking. I'm blocking. I'm like, what the hell is Bernie doing? I'm blocking. I'm blocking. Then all of a sudden, Bernie runs around and throw the ball in the dirt. I get pushed on my back. Uh oh, he's mad. And he mad. run over at oh, me. I know he's he, mad. Yeah. He put his hand in his chest and he say, hey, don't block that long. I ain't running. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and so. <laughs> and so we had this time thing to where I give him two, two and a half, three seconds. If that ball ain't gone, I ain't blocking no more. You're out in the room. And everybody yeah. used to think this was a game plan. And, and we just and, did it and, ourselves. And, I got yeah. goosebumps, man. Yeah. It saved. It saved. Our, we went to the AFC Championship game. We got it. It saved like a couple years of my career yeah. because – Literally, I didn't have to look. I knew where you were, and in three seconds, um, you would uncover. And or we had this thing, and I, I really recommend this for young quarterbacks out there to when you develop that that uh, camaraderie and that that sixth sense with your your teammates, and in particular your running backs. When you're running towards the line of scrimmage, it's natural for their backs and receivers to want to think you're running and they're going to block downfield. But that's when the top dog, as a DB, you're the most vulnerable. Yes. I'm, I'm not athletic, and you're still coming up to tackle yes. me. What if you're an athletic quarterback like the majority <laughs> of them? You're really in a catch-22. So I would bluff like I'm going to run and then get right to the line and try right. to hit, hit the receiver. Leroy and me developed such a rapport that he would look like he's blocking. I'm looking like I'm running. And then right a half a step before the line of scrimmage, you're dumping a past him. I mean, that was the that's one of the most rack you've got in your career. And the thing about it, it worked. It worked. It works. Leroy, we can't let you get away. Tell us what do you think of these Cleveland Browns today? Um, I think the great the, the, the thing about last year was a bit unfair to everybody in that to expect Deshaun Watson to just come in after not playing football for two years and take Cleveland to the promised land. Um, he needed to get that football in. He he definitely needed to get back. You needed to do that last year. You don't want to do it in the beginning of this year. And a lot of people got on Kevin Stefanski. But I would say this. There were times when I wish he would have ran the ball more. 
and, and kind of gave Jacoby Brissett a little more room to operate when he ran the ball more. Mm-hmm. But think about this. Jacoby Brissett had his best year as a professional. So you got to give Kevin Stefanski credit for that. And, 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 and even though we don't want to do it because of the, the record that the team had, they were up against it all year. So I think they're, they're, they're going to have some consistency at a position that they haven't had consistency. Baker Mayfield was great, and then sometimes he wasn't, right? And, and it's the ups and downs and ebbs and flows that you really can't have at that position. You can have a couple of bad games, but for the most part, you need to be consistent with how you do things at that position. I think that's what Deshaun Watson brings. I think they, they're trying to give him some more weapons. I think the Cleveland Browns are always going to be built on running the ball first. Please don't forget that. You have the best running game in the league. Build off of that. Don't think just because you paid a bunch of money for a quarterback, you got to all of a sudden start airing it out. He's going to get his numbers, but you got to stay true to who you are. Defensively, they're going to get healthy. They're going to add a few pieces, and, and hopefully – they'll be able to be a lot better because defensively they struggled also. But I think they're they're going to turn it around. The problem is is that they're in a hell of a division. Hey Leroy, to the I appreciate all that to the to the running back question and to your um, to you running it. You came out of Michigan, amazing running back and running the football in a running type team and then you morphed into and I'm not saying this to, to stroke you but an amazing Wide re- uh, running back, wide receiver that could catch the ball better than most wide receivers. And again, I'm not just saying that to be nice. Um, he, I'm asking this in per- as it pertains to like Nick Chubb and stuff. Um, you know, he's predominantly looked at as a running back and running the ball and then taken out in third down. Well, how'd you make that transition from a running runner to a guy that was a key weapon in the passing game? Because I kind of like Nick Chubb's possibility. I know, I know I, people don't want to overuse him. I don't want to overuse him, but we're going to throw the ball more this year. I'd like to see Nick make an evolution in the passing game like you did. How'd you do that? Here, here's how this works. Sometimes your skill set doesn't fit what they ask you to do. So just because I didn't catch the ball didn't mean I couldn't catch. It just meant that in the offense I was playing in, you play in a wishbone, you ain't going to have too many backs running routes. Right. So when I got to the NFL and we went more two-back, multiple formations, a lot of things like that, and then we start doing the thing that we did, um, people say, oh, he could catch. It wasn't like a developed skill because I know guys that play in the NFL for years and they couldn't catch when they got into the league and they couldn't <laughs> catch when they left. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's just that's just you know, Fact, you, know yeah. you know that there's certain guys that can't catch. And and you can't do nothing about it. I think we get so caught up in guys doing certain things that we don't expand what they can do. See, one of the things we always tried to do and and, and Bill was good at this. He didn't want to give anybody a key as to what we were doing. So he would put me and Metcalf in the backfield sometimes and put me in the slot and put Met in the backfield. And so it would throw them off as to 
oh, they ain't going to run this trap inside or they're not going to run this this option route with Leroy that they normally run with Matt, and then we would run it. And and so you you have to have the ability to do that. I think Nick Chubb is, is an excellent receiver, but you got to sometimes put him in positions that will exploit the defense. I didn't mind having to go against – I mean, we played a game against Houston. Every time we played Houston, we had Lamar Lathan as a, as a, as a rush in, and he was a very good rush in. He was unbelievable. So guess what we did for a whole game? For the whole game, every time we played Houston, I played in the slot. I was a slot receiver for Houston every time we played him because Lamar Lathan had to come out and cover me. That's game planning. Sometimes it presents itself, sometimes it doesn't. But if they're going to try to cover him with their rushing, guess who's not rushing the quarterback? Lamar Latham. Right. Damn. And so it's just things like that that you have to be able to open up your bag and use all the resources and the skills that you have from an offensive standpoint to be better. And, and so I hope they don't restrict a person's talent because of the vision they have rather than look at the team and see the skill set that they all have and exploit what they can do. So I hope they use him a little bit more. I hope they can do things. They started using Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt together, which is another thing that I wanted to see a little bit more of. Right. But anytime you can do that and open it up, just imagine if they, if you go with Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt, then basically they're gonna go kind of big. They're gonna go two linebackers. They're gonna they're gonna pretty much assume you try to run the ball. Now you take Nick Chubb and put him in the slot. Who's gonna guard him? He's still fast. He's quick on his feet. So you're gonna put a linebacker out there? Are you gonna bring a set? What are you gonna do? And it gives you options because if they bring the wrong guy, if they try to come down with a safety or whatever, then you go ahead on and run it. If they try to bring that a linebacker out there and guard Nick Chubb, then you go, okay, we got something for him. Well, and that's it. just offensive football. I asked that question because the mat that's it reminds me so eerily similar of the matchups I got with you, bluntly, where I'm able to get those option routes on a linebacker and or take a pass per, a pass rushing guy and get him out of the pass per, uh, the pass rush scheme and try to isolate him <laughs> in coverage which is, which is even more golden. Well, right. I, it, I, but that's football though. Yeah. That's football. Just like y'all trying to look Hanford on from the defensive side of the ball, y'all looking at formations and y'all figuring out plays based on formations. Right. Okay? We run the same plays just out of 17 different formations with different guys doing the same stuff. You just disguise but y'all it. Get, y'all, it, it. And it's confusing to a defensive guy if you look out there and see a running back out wide and now you got to waste a corner on a guy <laughs> on a guy that probably ain't going to run no route. Now you got action inside. But you have to cover right? him. Yeah. You hey. got to cover him. Yeah. Right. That's, hey. what, that's, what, that's what, remember the Wildcat? The Wildcat was crazy because you got a corner standing across from a running back and all the action is happening in between the tackles. You're watching the Bernie Kosar Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. We've got to take a short break, but we'll be right back with more Leroy Horde. Thanks for watching.
show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. We are joined by Leroy Horde. Here's part two of our interview continued. I heard you say that Stefanski, uh, you would have loved to have seen him uh, run the ball a little bit more. So you're okay with him not giving up the offensive coordinator duties? It, You know what? It, it becomes a production thing, right? More than it becomes a who's doing what, right? You know, and, and Bernie could attest to this. You have so many meetings and so many practices about different situations. So when it gets to call and plays, everybody on that offensive side of the ball knows what plays you call in those, in those situations because you worked on them all week. Whether it's Kevin Stefanski or somebody else, we all know what those plays are going to be because we done worked on them all week. So the fact of the matter is, is whether Kevin Stefanski is calling the plays or not, is not necessarily the problem. The problem that I've had sometimes is in the given situations, the plays that as a offense, they decide to run. That's not an offensive coordinator thing. That's an overall scheme thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we, we, we pay attention to who's calling the plays. I would pay attention on Wednesday and Thursday. Hey, it's and I think just... It's Deshaun a, Watson will help with that. Yeah, it's interesting you're saying the scheme thing. You know, we're in the OTA part, uh, the second or third, the, the later part of the OTA. So they're starting to work on things that you're probably going to see in the offseason. And, you know, you and me have talked on, on your show down in South Florida and off the air. I'm a big Mike McDaniels fan, and I love mm -hmm. some of the – I absolutely love the personnel groups and motions and shifts that he is creating for Tua and the way he creates um, offensive stuff there. I see, uh, and kind of I haven't been out to practice for, for the Browns or anything, but from the stuff we're hearing, you're seeing significantly more scheme things in terms of motions and personnel groups and moving mm -hmm. around. And Leroy, astutely to your point, that absolutely helps us out. Play calling wise, playing wise, player wise, is when you have kind of the scheme um, aesthetics around it, window dressing of it to to um, create those create those mismatches. And sometimes when you're just line up in stagnant formations without motions and shifts, you, you become just too predictable. Hey, here's the other thing: we all put this on the coach, but a lot of times the players dictate what the coaches can call. So if they've been screwing it up all week, even yeah. though it'll work, the coach ain't gonna go to that play because he ain't. Confident that you could execute it. Now take and put a, a backup quarterback, put a quarterback that everybody has questions with before the season starts, and now you're running the offense with him. You've already determined that you're going to have to simplify it for him. Right? Mm -hmm. Now that may not be accurate or not. So you go ahead on and set up an offense that's simplified, whereas now that you have Deshaun Watson, you're like, Oh, okay, now we got our guy. We can open things up. So there's a lot that goes into that that's not simply, well, why are they just lining up a play? Why are they not going to? Sometimes the players on offense can't execute it. So let's not just put it all on the coach. Them guys been running plays all summer, and then they get to a point that they have to make a decision based on execution, based on confidence, based on the ability of the players to run it. 
and you can run a play. Yeah, you know what play. We all knew what play would work. But if somebody couldn't block it or you couldn't run the right route or you couldn't adjust it, you can't put your team in that situation. Yeah, Leroy, you're talking a lot about that execution and even the chemistry you had with Bernie and the confidence you had in him. What are some of the things you want to see from Deshaun this year? I just want to see him be a leader because here's the most important thing that Deshaun Watson brings to the Cleveland Browns. He brings credibility from this standpoint. Kevin Stefanski now has a quarterback that can be both the mouthpiece for the players that he's building a relationship with now and the mouthpiece for the coach. So whatever happens on the field, the first person Kevin Stefanski going to talk to is Deshaun Watson, because guess who going to be there if it don't work out? 260. So that, right. Uh-huh. That, that dynamic, that, that dynamic in itself, Kevin Stefanski has never had a player in his ear, right? Talking about what we should do, talking about how we should go about certain things, what you like or whatever. I don't know if he's ever had confidence in a quarterback to trust what this guy is saying. So now you have a quarterback that not only is going to be in the player's ears, but he's going to be in Kevin Stefanski's ear. And that's going to help everybody as long as Deshaun Watson is the leader that he needs to be. Thanks so much for watching the Bernie Kosar Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. We've got to take one more short break. We will be back with more Leroy Horde right after this. our show with the top dog Hanford Dixon. This is a continuation of our interview with Leroy Horde. Thanks so much for watching. In a football locker room, we've talked about it. We it's not right, but that's why we have kind of great camaraderie and and uh, thick skin. But whatever your weakest insecurity is, yeah. or whatever some of your biggest flaws are, is what unfortunately you make fun of. That's you right. get made fun of in the locker room. And when you're a rookie, you really get that amplified on you. So I had Leroy comes in. One of the things that they used to mess with him about was that he was messy, kind of dirty and stuff. (laughs) I'm not exactly the cleanest dude at times, so Leroy made me look like Mr. Clean. And then all of a sudden, the next year, we get the center Steve Everett from Michigan. Ain't nobody dirtier and smellier than him. He would go to the whole training camp and wouldn't wash his grays and stuff. He made Leroy. He made Leroy look like Mr. Clean. Dude, hey, dude, I'm still. Hey, hey, Hanford. One time we played in Houston. Oh gosh. And the game was over. Right. And we all getting dressed to go to the bus. And Steve Everett is in the locker room yelling, what the hell has happened? Right? We go, what's wrong, Steve? They packed my shoes. I'm like, but that's your turf shoes. He go, I wore them to the game. He literally 
He, I think he got on the plane barefoot until they got his shoes. Well, yeah, the, but the shoes and barefoot, that didn't bother me. It said uh, he would wear, play the game yeah. and wear the same grays Ooh. from practice Ooh. to the grays Ooh. to travel to Monday's practice. I said this joke, but unfortunately... It was factual. I didn't know Michigan guys actually had a shower there. <laughs> but my kids, my kids all have ass hands from the toxins from putting my hands underneath those grays. There was no shotgun back then. Gabby, Come on, Doc. Gabby, I think it's a good tag. You know? <laughs> this, this one won't make the TV version, you know? But I mean, God, I wish I was making that up. No wonder I got to CTE here. Leroy, any any final thoughts from you as as we go down roasting you and Michigan people? You know what? It one of the the biggest thing in sports, and I think more people should should probably learn this lesson, is that you can't have thin skin in life. No, right? I I tell people all the time, there ain't nothing you could do to me that I ain't been through being from the Night Ward of New Orleans, playing in Cleveland, traveling all over to play football and being booed by half the fans most of the time. There ain't nothing you could do or say to me that's going to break me. But we've gotten soft in the fact that everything is offensive. Everything. And I'm like, man, how you live? How can you live if you complain about this? What you going to do when you get a real job and your boss is yelling at you about doing something. You can't cry and go somewhere or whatever. It's life. Deal with it. We can't have, we got to stop this. You know, even we, we marvel at the one thing about professional sports now is how sensitive everybody has got. Right? Anybody say anything negative about you. I mean, anytime somebody would say something negative about me, I'm like, okay. That's I it. I show them on Sunday. Yeah, that's I show it. them on Sunday. Right? But now it's like you got to go on Twitter, you got to go on Instagram, social media, and put your thoughts out right there over somebody you don't even know. Like, man, we just need to get tougher skin. Well, big dog, we we appreciate you coming on. Wow, you got me goosebumps, man. Uh, I mean, God, he, he, getting, he, that's he, awesome, he, my man. He, he does. He is the man. Yes. We, uh, Motivational speaker. Yeah. He's... No, dude. Hey, you know what this is? This is life lessons. Life lessons. <laughs> and yes. I've learned I've yes. learned some the easy way, and I've learned some the hard way, but I learned them. Yep. Life's yeah. lessons. Well, we really better. appreciate you coming on and sharing that. Too. We we really, Leroy, thank you. And uh, BK? You're the best, my man. We love you. All you right. matter. Another good show, I'll BK. See you, I'll burn. see you down in uh, Trustee World next week. Down in Canes World. Right. Boop, boop, boop. Go Browns. <laughs>